All right, well, good evening, Grace Point. We're in the uh, Get Used to Different series here in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, Brian and I, if you, some folks are watching on Facebook, we're doing all these teaching concurrently. We're just testing out our Facebook hookup. We've been having trouble with it. But these messages are going to come out over a series of Thursday nights. So if you're joining us on Thursday night, welcome in. Father, I pray that you help us understand the Scriptures that you open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Lord, your Word's true. The gospel is the Word of truth in Christ Jesus. Lord, open our hearts to it so we can live it out and bring glory to you. That's really our motive, and that's our heart, Lord. That's what we want our motive to be, and that's what we want our heart to be, Lord. Thank you for teaching us, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need you to teach us, and we want you to teach us. We're thankful for you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we'll just start with verse 20, chapter 16. Then charged he his disciples, they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. This was the revelation that Jesus was getting across to his disciples. He was the Messiah. He was the son of David. He was the king of Israel. He was the son of man. He was the son of God. He was greater than Moses. And from that time forward, he began to show his disciples how he had to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders, of the chief priests and scribes, and be killed and raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, that this should be done unto you. And he turned and said unto Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savoreth not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Now, I want you to see this. Is, this is so powerful. Remember I said how these uh, early disciples, they weren't born again, and they weren't spirit-filled. So at one minute, this reminds me a lot of us, right? And I'm sure it's, it's like I've been in my life. I'm sure it's like you've been in your life. At one minute, Peter's on the pinnacle He's getting revelation from the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Christ. And then the next minute, Jesus is telling him the will of God for his own life. He's going to go to Jerusalem. He's going to die on a cross, going to suffer at the hands of the elders and the Pharisees, all these people that are opposing him. And Peter says, no, that cannot be, Lord. And the Lord turns to him and calls him Satan. (laughs) Was Peter walking in revelation at that moment? Was Peter being taught by the Father at that moment? No. That was just Peter's own natural thinking. Jesus said, you savor the things that be of man. You're after the things that be of man and not the things that be of God. You want men's glory You want to build a kingdom in Jerusalem and set at my right hand in power and have honor and glory. But Peter, that's not how it's going to be done. That's how men do it. When men are in authority, they exercise lordship over you and dominion. But that's not how it's going to be with you. Whoever wants to be greatest among you, let him become your servant. Let him become least of all. It's not going to be the way you think, Peter. I'm not going to set up a military 
kingdom, an earthly kingdom on earth. My kingdom is not of this world, but my kingdom is in heaven. You don't savor the things that be of God. You're looking out for men. Every church split, every church division is caused because somebody, maybe more than one person, maybe both parties, but somebody is seeking their own way. They don't savor the things of God. They're getting petty about the things that be of man. They're not endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. They're allowing Satan, the, device, the divisive one, to come in and bring division. Every, every division is like that. It's the flesh. Satan gets into people and they divide. They're not savoring the things of God. They're savoring the things of men. Jesus calls him Satan. So Peter goes from the rock of revelation, the keys of the kingdom, to being severely rebuked. Then Jesus said, if any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. They don't know what taking up the cross means at this point. This is kind of a future teaching that the Holy Spirit will illuminate. But what Jesus is teaching is this thing is not going to happen the way that you think. We're not going to march into Newark, Ohio and take over the mayor's office. We're not going to elect the president of the United States and he's going to impose Christianity on the nation like he's Constantine. I think some of us got off a little bit or have got off in the political realm sometimes, hey, I will pray for the person that's going to do the best good for our country. I love the United States of America. I will always pray to uh, uh, vote for someone that's a friend of the church and wants to do what's right and, you know, is pro-life. And, you know, I love the Constitution. I love freedom. I'm always going to vote for someone like that. But I'll tell you what, if we think there's going to be a president of the United States that's going to march in to our government and impose Christianity on the nation, I don't think we're understanding the way that the Lord works. His kingdom is not of this world. We're going to get the victory in every realm when we humbly submit to the lordship of jesus and the church says jesus you're lord you're our hope it's not this politician or that politician jesus you're our lord and you're our hope and we line up we're ready to suffer we're ready to die we're ready to serve we're ready to give we're, we're ready to do whatever the lord wants us to do and we're going to follow jesus because he's lord of the church and he's our savior. That's when the church is going to walk in victory. When we have a faith that we'll die for, not that we'll put other people to death for, <laughs> but a faith that we will die for, when we're willing to stand up for truth, the truth of the gospel, when we're willing to stand up for God and say, no, you know, I'm not doing that. My conscience is bound to the word of God. I'm not doing that. I'm not bending and bowing to your gods. 
I'm not agreeing with you and I'm not doing what you say. I don't savor the things of men. I savor the things of God. I am following Jesus, whatever that means. And by the way, that's the Jesus that told us to love our enemies and pray for them, to do good to them, to those that despitefully use us. The way of the cross, the way of the kingdom is often the way of suffering. It's in the scriptures, folks. But out of that suffering comes great victory, comes a resurrection. That's also in the scriptures. I'll say it again because I want to be clear. I will always vote for the man that is going to bless our country the most, the man or the woman that's going to bless our country the most, that's going to promote godliness and the things that you know, I'm a pro-family man. I am a pro-life person. I have certain beliefs, but my hope is not in men and what men can do. My hope is in Jesus Christ and what he can do. And sometimes as Christians, we have to be willing to take up our cross and follow the Lord. Every disciple of these 12, including Peter, died a martyr's death except for John. Every one of them, they died for their faith. And we have to be ready to do the same. I'll just stop right there and we'll pick up there next week.